Hi, welcome to Reverse Sequels. This is Patrick, and with me, as always, is... Ellie! And today's podcast is mini-episode number eight, The Tooth. The whole tooth, and nothing but the tooth. You can't handle the tooth! So, uh, last week's episode, we talked about one of the worst movies I think maybe ever made, Tooth Fairy 2, starring later The Cable Guy. It was bad. And uh, now we decided, let's just talk about it more. Let's do some deep dives on Tooth Fairy 2 and Tooth Fairy lore in general. Yeah, because I think the movie was so bad, brought us to such a dark place. I don't want to lose sight of the Tooth Fairy, the Tooth Fairy (laughs) themselves. So I have some questions for you, for the listeners, and I just want to know... How much did you get per tooth growing up? I think I got a quarter and then maybe 50 cents by the time I was a little older. But no, I think it was a quarter. What did you get? You're looking at me like wow. that was a lot. Like that was a lot? No, I oh. got a dollar per tooth. Oh. That's so funny. Do you know? Well, maybe I got more. I don't know. I remember, I remember it definitely being coin. Maybe I got a couple quarters. A couple quarters. I don't quarters. think it was a dollar. Interesting. You remember being a dollar? For like a sure. Dollar bill? A dollar bill. Crisp dollar bill. It was so magical. You know what I mean? Waking up, lifting your pillow, there's money under it. The tooth fairy is incredible. Do you know that the average American tooth is valued at $3.70? Oh my god, it's getting ripped off. And the tooth market fluctuates with inflation. I think there's so much you could put in a movie with that alone. I know. Because some kids get $5 a tooth. No, that's too much. That's, that's way too much. You got to teach kids the value of money. But three seventy is that for adult teeth or baby teeth? Wait, who's putting adult teeth under their pillows? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I might have misunderstood. You're saying the average value... What are you doing? (laughs) Should I look under our pillow right now? Is there going to be like a pile of teeth? I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that the average value... You're saying the average value of what the Tooth Fairy gives kids is $3.70? Yes. Gotcha. I thought you were saying that if you sold a human tooth, it equaled out to $3.70. No, I think a human tooth would be worth a lot more considering how oh. expensive dental work is. I thought maybe like in some places, maybe you bought a tooth off somebody and no. had it surgically implanted into yours. I didn't know what the purpose of selling them would be, but I thought you were just saying they cost three seventy, <laughs> and then I was getting ripped off as a kid. I could have sold them on the black market and not bothered with putting them no, under my pillow. the average, but I'm sad to tell you that I think your tooth fairy, you were a little on the low end. I might be misremembering, but I really remember being a quarter. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, like, your procedures beforehand. Did you crack a window? What did you do? Did you wrap the tooth in foil? Did you do anything no. special in preparation? No, we didn't really have Windows traditions for the <laughs> tooth fairy. <laughs> I didn't really have any traditions 
like I did for Santa. For the Tooth Fairy, it was just put the tooth under the pillow. Right. And what I think is interesting around the Tooth Fairy is that the Tooth Fairy is not as clearly defined as Santa Claus or even the Easter Bunny. I was going to ask you, where does the Tooth Fairy come from? Well, here's a couple of things. The Tooth Fairy is about 111 years old. Okay. But there's many traditions around losing teeth as a child around the world. Going back to like the 13th century with Vikings. Do you know Vikings used to wear children's teeth around their necks? How much did they pay per children's (laughs) tooth? (laughs) Or did they just buy the necklace outright? I think it's to ward, it was to ward off like witches and like as a talisman. I want to know if they extracted the tooth themselves or if they waited for it to fall out. I mean, that's kind of better. Would I, would you rather get a quarter or would you rather have your tooth go to a Viking's necklace? I'd rather the Viking necklace. I mean, that, that sounds, sounds cool. awesome. But one thing that I think is really cool about the Tooth Fairy is nobody knows what they look like. Nobody even knows well, the gender of the I Tooth do. Fairy. Are you kidding me? It's a fat guy with a goatee. <laughs> and a and pink, pink tutu. Now, that was going to be my next question. In your mind's eye... Because everyone has a different image of the Tooth Fairy, because there isn't a set one, mm. what does the Tooth Fairy look like in your mind? I see what you're saying. I pictured like a, like a Glinda the Good Witch type. Yeah, like a standard Picture. fairy female. Yeah. Oh, for sure female. It's crazy because only 74% of people think that the fairy is female. I think the oh. word fairy just becomes gendered. It's really interesting. And like 12% imagined... Neither. Oh, genderless. Yeah, and then the remaining ones were like, I don't know, it could be a giant man in a pink tutu. (laughs) Let's hope not. Isn't that crazy? I think that's so interesting because everyone knows what Santa looks like. Everyone knows what the Easter money looks like. But there isn't one set prescribed tooth fairy look. So it's kind of whatever you think in your mind because... You know, nobody's seen the tooth right. fairy. It's probably because there's no day. There's no tooth fairy day. So it's like we can't build up. Oh, isn't there? Oh, is there? So here's... Not everybody loses their teeth on the same day. It's throughout the whole year. Right. It, so you can't have any like parties or, you know, it's not like. Celebrations. They, yeah. they pull out all the tooth fairy stuff at Target at a certain time. I think a couple of things. They should celebrate tooth fairy day, but like the release of tooth fairy too. <laughs> like a bonfire where everyone just burns the copies of that movie. No, but the Tooth Fairy has weird connections to Chicago. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hear those. Well, you know how I told you... See, I normally assume the Tooth Fairy's female, too, but now I think mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying they. Okay. Because I don't know. So the Tooth Fairy is 110 years old. She looks great. Looks in my great. Mind's eye. And was first mentioned in... Chicago newspaper. What? And there's a tooth fairy expert at Northwestern University. <gasps> Are they still around? I think we should try to should've, interview. Yeah, we should have got them on the pod. I know. I think it would be awesome. What's their name? Rosemary Wells. So, Professor Wells, if you're listening. <laughs> and there's no reason to believe she's not. We would love to have you on the podcast to talk about the tooth fairy. And have you seen the tooth fairy <laughs> movies? If she had to watch this as part of her research, I feel so sorry for her. And there was a Tooth Fairy Museum in Deerfield, Illinois, which was run by Dr. Wells herself in her house. And what happened? 
Is shut down? Oh. Oh no, is she dead? <laughs> did you just find out that she's dead? I did. God damn it. Dr. Wells. <laughs> <laughs> she died 20 years ago. This <laughs> 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 is close to the So. <laughs> it was. Well, thank God she didn't live long enough to have to see the Tooth Fairy 2. She cut out just in yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. I think her legacy <laughs> remains intact. Uh, but to the family of Dr. Wells. R.I.P. <laughs> also, what I think is interesting, where would you put your tooth when you were a kid? Under the pillow. Right. Do you know that not every country puts them under the pillow? Where do they put it? In a lot of countries, especially Asian countries, they throw them on the roof. What? <laughs> <laughs> They throw their teeth on the roof, and then what, they go look for them the next day? No, 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 no. They just leave them up there? Yeah, because the idea is, so look, if a tooth falls out from your bottom jaw, you throw it on the roof. If a tooth falls out from your top jaw, you're supposed to throw it on the ground. Because the idea is that your teeth will grow in that direction. Grow up straight, grow down straight. Hmm. And in places like South Korea, they believe that magpies would steal your teeth, and magpies are considered very lucky. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite facts. <laughs> you came ready with tooth facts today. You know, because I love the tooth fairy. I really do. <laughs> Is Have you ever heard of Raton Perez? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. So he's um, a rat, a little mouse, and he comes and takes your teeth in Spanish-speaking and, and countries. And what's his name? Perez the Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Raton Perez. So usually he'll leave like money or a gift or a coin or something. I mean, in Italy, he's a mouse. In France, see, I say he for a mouse. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. But anyway, I like how there's like a little mouse that comes. Okay. So I just think it's cool. You could throw your tooth on the roof. A mouse could take it. A bird could take it. A fairy could take it. Do you have any, like, memorable tooth-losing stories as a kid? Were you one of the kids that tried to get your tooth out? No. Or did you let it fall out naturally? Losing a tooth was always so traumatic for me. <laughs> I hated it when I had a lose tooth. But I remember a few tooth-losing incidents. <laughs> one is I was in second grade, had a loose tooth. We were having hot lunch. And I bit into, I think it was either a hamburger or a chicken nugget. And when I pulled the food away, oh, the tooth was in there. The tooth was in there. Painless. Painless. Right. No problem. And another one was I had a loose tooth and it just kept getting looser and looser until it was literally hanging uh, yeah, by, by the little by a tendril gum thing. thread. Yeah. And all my dad wanted to do was yank it out mm-hmm. of my mouth and I wouldn't let him. Yeah, I was like that too. I always had my like babysitter's sons were always trying to get my teeth out like as soon as they were loose. And they always wanted to like, they came up with, you know, all these horrible ways. They wanted to tie dental floss around it and then right. tie it around the doorknob. doorknob and slam the door. All this horrible stuff. I would never let them do it. I don't know. I just remembered I always feared losing the tooth, but it was never painful when it fell out. No, but I was always scared anyway. I know. It is I a mean, traumatic thing. It seems thing. horrible. Yeah, a piece of your skull is being ripped out of your mouth. And only for new pieces to grow in its place. It's very creepy. <laughs> but I'm glad that at least you get some money out of it to help with the trauma. Well, uh, sometimes I guess you only get a quarter. 
And you should be getting 370. <laughs> well, 370 is the average. I want to know who these people are who got $5. And those are Would it be like $5 for a molar? Like what? Oh, yeah. See, mine was standard no matter what the tooth. Did you have like a sliding scale? I don't think so. I do believe I'm not I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I think there was an occasion or two where me or one of my brothers got a $2 bill. Okay. Because those are clearly more magical. I mean, $2 bills are awesome. So, I mean, I always wondered how the Tooth Fairy carried the money. And I'm so glad that the movie kind of dealt with that. Yeah, doesn't he have like a magic fanny pack? Yeah. I don't know, just some interesting stuff I thought about the Tooth Fairy. Here we are, assuming it needs to be a woman. The whole joke of the movie is based on him wearing pink and being a fairy. But lo and behold, no one knows what the Tooth Fairy looks like. So I think it's interesting that it's up to everyone's individual imagination. Oh, just the last thing I was going to mention is you talked about why isn't there a Tooth Fairy Day? There are two of them. Okay. They're up for debate. A lot of people believe that it's February 28th. Why? No idea. (laughs) All right. It's as good a day as any. But another belief is that it's August 22nd. We so, just missed it. Oh, it was perfect then that we did this movie. I know. The reason for that one is that it occurs during National Smile Week. <laughs> I didn't even know that was the thing. Some of the belief for the uh, February 28th date is because February 27th is National Sword Swallowers Day. So it might stand to reason that the next day you're in need of celebrating your teeth. Because you knock them out swallowing swords? <laughs> uh, that seems like a stretch. <laughs> I think so too, but I don't know. I don't know the exact day. I think we just have to pick. I like I'm this August, August one. August 22nd, yeah. I love it. I found out all that information. I cleansed my mind. I cleansed myself of the movie. So I feel at peace, and I'm glad that we never have to talk about The Tooth Fairy 2 again. No. This was a great mini episode. No. <laughs> Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> we didn't talk about the movie at all. I just spent all my time doing research on The Tooth Fairy 2. The movie. Why would you do that? I gotta know, why was this made? <laughs> and here's the thing, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the first one, I mean, the easy answer is the first one made money, so they're like, we're gonna make a second one. But why was it made so badly? Or why was it made and with... So, yeah, with Larry the Cable Guy so horribly, I don't know. I have no idea. But I did find out some interesting things. First of all, the writer. His name is Ben Zazov. He's not the same writer as the first one. They brought in a new writer for the second one. Okay. He only has one other movie credit on IMDb. Oh, and it Ben. Is, it's a movie called Sherlock Gnomes. Okay, wait, but I love the sound of that. <laughs> well. That sounds brilliant. Here's the thing. It's about gnomes. Is it about a gnome who solves mysteries? I guess. Well, I didn't read too much about it because I went to start reading about it. And first of all, it's got all these amazing actors in it. James McAvoy, Emily Blunt, Michael Caine, Maggie Smith, Stephen Merchant, Ozzy Osbourne, Mary J. Blige, Johnny Depp. Wait, is there a sequel? Here's the thing. It is a sequel. To what? There's an original called Nomeo and Juliet. That's it. It serves as a sequel and spinoff to Nomeo and Juliet. I've heard the title Nomeo and Juliet. Sherlock Gnomes sounds amazing. Put that in the rotation. Here's the problem. It was written by the guy who wrote Tooth Fairy 2. 
Yeah, but the premise sounds so promising. It was written <laughs> by the guy who wrote Tooth Fairy 2. And again, he didn't write the original Nomeo and Juliet either. He only did the sequel. Well, now I'm so morbidly curious. It's like yanking out your tooth that's hanging by the tooth meat. Well, we'll have to do that for Gnome's Day, maybe. So We gotta find out. <laughs> that's the writer, Ben Zazov. I tried to find like an interview with him. I found maybe his Twitter, but I'm not sure. He doesn't have a blue check mark and doesn't take any credit for writing these movies. So I don't know if it's him or not. Then I looked up the director because the directing was just as bad as the writing. The director has a whole lot of credits. His name is Alex Zam. Okay. I like this Zam and Zazov. <laughs> Zam. Here are just a few of his credits. I'm not going to read them all because they're very numerous. Inspector Gadget 2. Okay. Direct to DVD. I never saw the first Inspector Neither did Gadget. I. You know I used to be obsessed with Inspector Gadget. I like the cartoon. Yeah, me too. Wait, is this live action? Isn't is that it, what you're telling me? Wasn't the first one with uh, Matthew Broderick? What? What are you telling me about movies about gnomes and live action Inspector Gadgets? Just so you know, Inspector Gadget 2 was alternatively known as Inspector 2 Gadget. No, why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just what it says. All right, look, that's just the first one. <laughs> Wait, have we ever done a sequel with the two in the middle? No, it could be a first. <laughs> I don't want to watch any more of this guy's movies. <laughs> Maybe for Halloween to torture ourselves. Next, Dr. Doolittle. Million Dollar Mutts. Was that a sequel? Also a direct-to-DVD. <laughs> yes, that was a sequel. Um, it's also known as Dr. Doolittle 5. Oh, wait. So it's not even a sequel. It's a quintuple. <sighs> Next, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. I've actually heard of that. I might also have seen the first one. direct-to-DVD. I did see the first one. We're not watching these movies. <laughs> His next film was Tooth Fairy 2, which I don't know if you know, this was a direct-to-DVD movie. So we were talking about like oh, wow. a theater full of people that love this movie wouldn't be possible. He's on a hot roll, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, my God. Next, The Little Rascals Save the Day, direct-to-video. Next one is a television film called A Royal Christmas. Wait. Okay. Wait, then, what do you mean a television film? That's what it says. It's not a Netflix movie, just a television film. It aired on the Hallmark Channel. Then he did Jingle All the Way 2. Went back to doing crazy oh. sequels. Which I love the first Jingle All the Way. I didn't know there was a 2. It's a direct-to-video sequel. It does not have Arnold. Sinbad or Arnold Schwarzenegger. It stars Larry the Cable Guy. No! So he worked with him again. No! Maybe <laughs> this guy, what's his name? Shablam? <laughs> Alex Zam. Maybe he just is a huge fan of Larry the Cable Guy. He we, had such a great time working with him. We asked the question, who is this movie for? Maybe it's for himself. Maybe he's <laughs> like president of the fan club of Larry the Cable Guy. His next film, a television film called Crown for Christmas. You're cranking me up Doesn't with even these have a television <laughs> films. That's what it says on Wikipedia. <laughs> His next movie in 2017... A Christmas Prince. The guy who directed Tooth Fairy 2 also directed Christmas Prince. Can you believe that two of my least favorite movies of all time just happen to share the same director? Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that he directed two 
made-for-television movies prior about princes? Yeah, so that's probably why they <laughs> tapped him for this one. And another sequel with Larry the Cable Guy? But you know what's crazy? He's our new old Parker. He, yes, he is now my nemesis. For sure. Ooh, get he in makes, like a Twitter feud. He's like Mr. Glass. He <laughs> makes all the worst sequels ever. But you know what's so weird? As much as I hate Christmas Prince, I actually hated Christmas Prince 2, A Royal Wedding, more. Yeah. And he didn't even direct that one. Oh, wait. He directed the original oh, Christmas that's Prince. so funny. But not The Royal Wedding. And he's not going to do The Royal Baby, which is the upcoming third one. You seem to know a lot about a Christmas Prince yeah, movie. Yeah, the you worst hate so much. fucking movies I've ever seen. Uh, then after that, he did a Woody wait, Woodpecker movie. That's so funny. That's the abbreviated filmography of Alex Zam. Who is this man? Why does he make nothing but the worst movies I've ever seen? He sounds like a genius. Take a great idea and just make money off of it by writing a straight to DVD movie. I like his business model. I think he's a clever guy. And I read an interview with him. Uh-oh. Listen, listen to this quote from an interview with Alex Zam, the director of Tooth Fairy 2, Jingle All the Way to A Christmas Prince. He said, there's some kid in Ohio or Adelaide who doesn't care if I'm tired or how many revisions I have to do to the script. They don't care about that. All they care about is that they have a good, enjoyable movie that's meaningful to them. And if I can tell a story that some little kid sees, and in 15 years they go, Man, I loved that movie growing up. That movie meant something to me. It was a classic for me. That means something to me. That you make something that has integrity and that has some resonance in somebody's life. I mean, he nailed the resonance. (laughs) Because you and I will never forget watching Tooth Fairy 2. What? That's what this guy said about his movies? So he loves children. Wait, he thinks that someday some kid in Ohio is going to be like, Tooth Fairy 2 was really a classic. You really changed my life. I think he nailed it by picking Ohio. <laughs> Did, crazy, what did you say he impacted and changed your life? For the negative, for sure. <laughs> but, you know... I don't know. Then I feel bad because, hey, he made a movie. He's got a great career. Right. He keeps getting work. Ben Zazov, he's written two movies. So, like, they're out there doing it. I got to give him props, but... I want to watch Sherlock Gnomes. They're so bad. You might have to watch that one without me. I can't I can't believe it's the same guy who did Christmas Prince. I can't believe it. I think that's so funny. I should have known. I can't believe he did two other movies about princes. <laughs> that were... What did you call them? Television films. Television films. That's what it said. Oh, man. All right. That's about all I can stomach to talk about Tooth Fairies. I think this is pretty good. I'm actually optimistic about next week's discussion about the Tooth Fairy. You'll have to see what I think about that (laughs) next week when we talk about the original Tooth Fairy. But as always, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ellie. See you next time. Bye. Reverse sequel? Just a quarter? I think. <laughs>